Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Talking the talk, and on Friday, he finally looks like he walked the walk. Bears general manager goes out and makes the huge trade that everybody was anxiously anticipating as he moves the Bears' number one overall pick. And in return, he receives quite the bounty. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Brian Hanley, here on this gloomy, wintry mix of a Sunday Right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm hanging out inside the old National Bank studio. We're going to bring Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times on to dissect that move with us very shortly, about 15 minutes from now. But before we do that, let's you and I break it down, Bri. What did you think initial reaction when you heard that Ryan Poles dealt the number one overall pick and the uh, what he actually got in return? I will just give it out there for the listeners who may be unaware if you're a Bears fan, though, I don't know how you could be at this point. Were you but in a dark retreat? You that, didn't know this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But just in case, to recap, of course, the Bears send this year's number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. And in return, they receive from the Carolina Panthers the number nine overall pick. So they move down eight spots total. They also receive a second round pick, a late second rounder, the number 61 overall. That is the 49ers pick. That's the pick the Panthers got in the Christian McCaffrey deal. They also get back next year's first round pick into the 2024 draft from the Carolina Panthers. They also get the second round pick in the 2025 draft from the Panthers. And of course, the headliner. DJ Moore, a number one wide receiver coming back to the Bears as well, who signed himself for three years at $52.2 million. So your initial reaction when you saw what Ryan Poles received, Brian? Well, I was in my little college basketball cocoon on Friday. And, you know, later on Friday, How is usually, dare you? usually when ba- bad Getting news breaks. March Madness. Yeah, usually bad news breaks on a Friday evening. The old, you know, the politicians would send out a press release around five o'clock Friday when, you know, they have something they don't really want people to know about. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there watching the scroll and it says breaking news. And a lot of times breaking news really isn't <laughs> yeah. all that newsworthy, right? I mean, anything. And here it is, you know, Bears trade number one pick and all that. And the, the scroll keeps coming because you just went through everything they got. And I know, you know, the tw- uh, Twitterverse a couple of weeks ago, uh, former NFL executives like there's no way the Bears are going to pull you know pull the trigger on a trade that early. It'll be on the eve, if not the day of the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what Ryan Pace did with Trubisky moving up to get him. Unfortunately, but you know they, it's like it's just not done this early, right? No, and, it's not. And there you go. And I I can't wait to hear from Bears fans because a lot of you know a lot we haven't had a lot of time to digest it and talk about it yet. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. What's not to like at this point? And I get it that you're moving down eight spots, and we'll get into who's still going to be available there and what your needs are. But everything you just listed, I'm I'm more than fine with. I mean, I'm I'm thinking Ryan Poles really got my attention as an executive right out of the, this whole Colts thing with Chris Ballard and the smoke signals mm-hmm. and you know the, who's making the call there? The owner who brought in Jeff Saturday or Ballard, the you know would be Bears GM. 
Um, I never really thought that was their dance partner. And we talked about the Carolina possibility last week. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I mean, DJ Moore has had, what, nine different quarterbacks thrown to him? Yeah, I mean, and, and you, say, you use the term quarterback loosely right, when it, right. when, I mean, in regards Lord. to NFL caliber. I mean, Mike Glennon was not in that group, was he? I mean, but he he's had a bunch of, you know, he had a, a TV pitch man in Baker Mayfield who couldn't, you know, yeah. couldn't get the ball over the offensive lineman's head. I, I just, he still put up in his worst season last year was 888 yards with, with five or six guys thrown to him. And he's had 3,000-yard seasons, 1,000-yard yeah. seasons, and, and he's and, still young. And not just cracking 1,000 yards. We're talking 1,100, high 1,100s every single season. He's essentially a 1,200-yard wide receiver every single year, has yep. been for three of the last four. And as you mentioned, except for last season when Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, and it was just an absolute mess at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, which is why they no doubt felt the urgency, the smoke signals that Ryan, or the flares that Ryan Pace was, uh, I'm sorry, Ryan Poles was trying to. Good thing I did that on this show, Brian, and not on Waddle and Sylvie, because oh, yeah. we have. That would come back. Well, we have a penalty. Worked yeah. in now moving forward, which uh, I don't know if we've officially unveiled it yet, but we definitely will next week. And so it's going to be problematic if I make that mistake on their show going forward. But nevertheless, is it money? Is it money in the it's jar? Not or money. Is it... It's uh, actually no, okay. we have uh, whipped cream, and it's going to be oh, a whipped cream pie that. to the face every oh, time okay. well. you make the polls pace mistake. So I will try not to do that going forward. I will try get it and, out of your system. Uh, yeah, here. exactly. It'll be our secret. So Ryan polls sends out the flare to basically anyone who wants to see it. Hey. We're going to make this deal, and it would behoove you to get your offer in because there's a very decent chance he sent the signals out via Peter King's column in a long interview he did with the uh, veteran NFL scribe. He also did the PMT podcast, and basically anybody who was at the draft combine last week and wanted a piece of Ryan Poles, you were able to get one. And he was basically telling everybody, hey, We're open for business, so come and get it. If you want to get this pick, get your offers in early because we may make the move. I think he was on Staley's podcast, too. (laughs) I think he really laid it out there. Uh, I I have not actually partaken, although can a mascot actually do a podcast if he can't speak? Yeah, yeah, they're not allowed to speak or take their head off. Those Um, are two absolutes if you're a mascot. So NFL insider Adam Schefter joined Peggy and Dion yesterday afternoon, and they asked him, why make this deal so early? The Bears had a lot of interest. And, I mean, you could wait. And you could string it along, but if you have a package that you feel entirely comfortable with, there's no reason not to do it now. And there's no right or wrong answer to it. It might seem a little early. I remember a few years back in the year that Baker Mayfield went number one and Saquon two and Sam Darnold three. The Jets traded up to number three from number six, I believe, the week after free agency. And I thought, like, wow, that was, that was early. And then the 49ers trade up with the Dolphins, and it was the end of March. And I thought, well, that was early. Well, here we are. It's March 10th, 11th, when the trade goes down. It's not that early. If you feel like you've got a package, why wait? Like, why wait till Carolina thinks twice about it and says, you know what, let's go put a package together for Lamar Jackson instead. Let's go out and make a move for Jimmy Garoppolo instead. We've got an offer that we're comfortable with. Let's just go do this now, and that's what the Bears did. And I think in addition to that, what Schefter did not mention, although he gave you uh, an outline as to why it made sense for Poles to go ahead and make the deal, what Schefter didn't mention there was now Ryan Poles has clarity with their cap situation. Because DJ Moore, even though everybody's talking about 
how his contract is very team favorable at this point. He is still scheduled to make $20 million next year. So he's $20 million against the cap. And so it's good to know going in to free agency, which the illegal tampering period begins tomorrow, by the way. Um, it's good to know that you have that money earmarked for DJ Moore's number. And it made perfect sense once the Carolina Panthers said, okay, we will include DJ, DJ Moore in this deal. Then that was basically it. It signed, sealed, and delivered. I saw um, Joe Pearson, who writes for The Athletic, covers the Carolina Panthers. He tweeted out shortly after the deal was consummated, hey, the Bears insisted on DJ Moore being in this deal. The Panthers tried to give the 2025 first rounder instead of DJ Moore. Makes sense. If they're drafting a young quarterback, they would have liked to have that young quarterback throwing to DJ Moore. But... Ryan Poles was insistent. He wanted DJ Moore. He viewed DJ Moore as valuable, if not more so than a first round pick. Yeah, and you, you know it's because he's he's young, as you mentioned. He's just signed the three year extension, which goes into effect this upcoming season. So you have the cost certainty. You know now you have about seventy five million dollars worth of cap space. Still plenty of money to op- with which to operate in free agency. So. What's not to like about him? I know you know people say he's a uh, he's a running back and a wide receiver body, and his route running isn't all that. He also has a nose for the ball, and I think it's going to be exciting. and And we'll see what they do with that number nine overall pick. I don't think they're going to trade down a second time, um, even though Ryan Poles seemed to talk about the perfect scenario was moving back a couple times. And number nine, and we'll get into it with Mark Potash. Mm-hmm. You know, who's available? Is it Jalen Carter still sitting on the board? And with all the baggage, do you say, well, this was going to be a guy who was going to go one or two. We have to take him. Or are you still looking at wide receiver? Or are you still looking at either side of the offensive or defensive line? But I think he's going to he's going to utilize the number nine pick. I'd be surprised if he moved down yet again. And you've got a wide receiver. That I guess the question is, do you still think you want to go get another one at that point? And we, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about. I'm sure a lot of Bears fans will have opinions on it as well. Yeah, and one of the nice pieces to adding DJ Moore to your wide receiver room is now all of a sudden Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, they're not the focal point of your passing game. All of a sudden, the domino effect is, hey, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool are put in spots that are more advantageous to their success going forward. And so you all of a sudden went from you know, a bottom-tier wide-receiving room in the NFL to one that I would say is on the fringe of the top 10. Now, you know, I, maybe you want to quibble and say, okay, it's the top half, but I think everybody would freely admit if you look through the wide-receiving cores across the NFL, the Bears are now firmly entrenched in the top half of the league, which is, a you know, they've come That's a pretty good way. jump. Yeah, that is yeah. a significant jump when you consider where they were at last year. So that is encouraging and Ryan Poles now has given Justin Fields adequate weaponry where he can make a proper evaluation of the kid as well. Yeah, look, I mean, it's could you use more? You can always use more. But you have a whole host of needs and a whole list of to-do things on your to-do list. So, you know, I'm not sure where you're at. If you still want to go get another wide receiver, number nine, um, I think the DJ Moore uh, acquisition is going to answer that, at least for the first round. And I think you got to concentrate uh, up front. And, and I, I would go offensive line, but we'll talk about with Mark Potash yeah. as well. Uh, I, I mean, if Jalen Carter's sitting there and he's going to have an arraignment 
and, and we talked about his issues last last week. You know, involved in the uh, the fatal car accident and and the you know being uh, the allegations that he was involved in racing and his car didn't uh, wasn't in the collision, but he left the scene and. So his arraignment comes right before the draft, but the case will not be closed before the draft. You'll just have his initial court appearance. I don't know how much clarity you get from that in terms of his availability and what it all means for his, you know, future in the uh, in the near term in the league. So, you know, it'd be very tempting at that point to say, well, you still have to take the best asset available. And if the, the former number one or number two pick is sitting there, number nine, mm-hmm. that, that deserves conversation. And that by no means is an outrageous idea. Before we bring in Mark Potash, I will let folks hear from Adam Schefter one, la- one more time here because Peggy and Deanna asked him, hey, could Jalen Carter fall to that ninth spot? I think uh, there's a real chance he's going to be there for them. And they're going to have to do the work on him and spend some time. And I know that they'll be at his pro day watching him closely, uh, meeting with him. And once they do that, they can make the decision about what they want to do. But, yeah, uh, he'll be a guy that's in consideration for that number nine spot, and it wouldn't surprise me if he were there. There you go. Would not surprise Adam Schefter if Jalen Carter was on the board for the Bears in that ninth spot. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley. Up next, we will talk with longtime Bears reporter, Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times next. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Sunday morning, despite the weather outside, wintry mix. Started out as snow, now it's slushy, a little bit of rain out there. Nevertheless, it is not a full-blown blizzard, so I guess in March, March 12th, I will take it, Brian Hanley. Um, Our next guest has covered and seen the Chicago Bears do a lot of things for a long time. (laughs) And I have to believe, as we bring Mark Potash in on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline, Mark, I, I have to ask, um, based on Ryan Pohl's decision to make this deal so early before free agency begins, but and when we look at what he got in return, is this bordering on competency from a Bears front office official? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was, uh, it, it, on paper, It's uh, it was maybe even the best move he could have made as far as getting what he could for that draft pick. I know a lot of people think, well, maybe it was too early, and um, what else could he have gotten? But there's also a risk that you could have gotten less. So uh, I think getting a pro- getting a player uh, in DJ Moore just clinches that deal. I think that 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 made it for him because that opens up so many things for him. It tells him a lot about what he has going into free agency and the draft. And and uh, yeah, I think it, it was it was a uh, on paper a slam dunk. But we, you know we have seen. Uh, uh, many celebrations over similar, uh, you know, additions, you know, um, uh, that the Bears have made, and and they have become unfulfilling. So, uh, a, a, still a long way to go to see that this thing works out. But on paper, absolute, uh, not just competence, but you got to like the way Ryan Poles went about this. He did it in a what I would consider a very public manner, a very straightforward manner. He played the game. He worked the room. 
He went. Out, he went. He did a media tour. He wasn't clandestine like Ryan Pace was with the uh, you know with the number two or three pick uh, in, in 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 seventeen, and he just did it uh, like he did it like. Uh, um, he spread his wings a little bit as a GM. He grew up a little bit, and uh, and it show, it's good promise for the future that um, this is a guy that's really going to grow into the job. You know, in the same vein as your great piece in the Sun-Times and, and Sun-Times.com, Mark, you take us down uh, memory lane with some of those great trades that we all uh, were celebrating. And, and a buddy of mine who's a native Chicagoan, now transplanted San Diego, texted me yesterday. He goes, well, I, I got caught up in Beatlemania, uh, Beatlemania with Jay Cutler. And and I did too. And um, this does have a different feel. And and you explain in your piece: one, you're not mortgaging your future to go get the so-called established guy. You're trying to establish the future with the asset that uh, basically Lovey Smith handed you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's different. Uh, you know, you know, Cutler and and Khalil Mack and Brandon Marshall. Those are all good moves. Those are all you know legitimately celebrated moves, but. Those are moves that had to work out in and of themselves. This one gives you not only a player who upgrades your roster at a key position, but now you've got you got future assets, and that's that's the that makes all the difference. Now you can play from strength. You can turn those two late second round picks into an earlier second round pick and recoup the pick you you gave up uh, for Chase Claypool. Uh, it also, it sets it sets them up for next year better, uh, which could be uh, there could be better players. I know there's two or three players. Um, in in that in next year's draft, who are supposedly better than, including the two quarterbacks and the wide receiver uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who are supposed to be better than anybody in this draft. And in this and this and this trade sets them up to be a player there. Not only do they have Carolina's pick, which could be top fifteen, top ten, maybe even top five, but they'll have their own to kind of parlay that and play the game that others had to play with them and move up in the draft for a really key player, and, and, and which could even be a quarterback. So they, they have so many more options now. Uh, with this move, that's why uh, if you you know if if your intuition, if your judgment is good, um, uh, you, you have, it's a, it has a much much better chance of uh, actually uh, uh, of hope coming to fruition and, and and becoming you know the you know what you, what you expect it to be. Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun Times joining us here on ESPN 1000. Miller and Hanley with you till 11. I love Mark that you mention. Marvin Harrison Jr. as well, because I think anybody who's watched Big Ten football this past season had to be wowed and amazed by, you know, the display that he put on all year long. And I know a lot of people have been dreaming. I work with him every day, Waddle in particular, about the idea of maybe pairing fields with Marvin Harrison Jr. But the reality is that you can't really manipulate a draft to get yourself in that spot where you're picking a potential you know, stud wide receiver, you, who knows how this year plays out. But I love how you bring up this gives uh, the Bears an, an opportunity to evaluate not just Justin Fields with some players who they believe are true, legit wide receiving options, but also it gives Ryan Poles the opportunity to evaluate both Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool and assess if they're guys he wants to sign to extensions, long term contracts, and go down the road with them as well. And if not, like you just mentioned, hey, They've got that extra first round pick in hand, which could be very high. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, and um, you know, Ryan Poles is, a, is big on flexibility. He really, you know, he you know, he that was yeah. He was he was kind of embarrassed to have the number one pick uh, when we talked to him a, a, after the season. And um, I think he's come to embrace it now uh, and see just how valuable it is. And he and he and he always stressed the flexibility, and that's what it gives him. And that's exactly that's a good point about the wide receivers. Um, 
Chase Claypool as your potential number one guy that uh, DJ Moore now is. I'm, I wasn't frankly, I wasn't comfortable with that. I, I just think he, I, I just, I just wasn't comfortable with that. Uh, uh, Claypool as uh, as a secondary guy. Um, I think that's a that's a and 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 Mooney as well. I think that's a much better dynamic that they're going to have that really changes things for them. It gives them an opportunity to see those guys. And now it's up to you know Chase Claypool is an interesting guy. I'm not sure if he, I think he's a guy who thinks he's a number one and maybe uh, and, and and probably isn't. And uh, it'll be he he'll be the guy to watch. Mooney is a absolute uh, a guy you want to have on your team. Whatever role he has, he will be happy with and make the most of it. Claypool's a little bit different uh, to me. He's got frankly a little diva in him, and and it's going to be a little more difficult difficult to manage. He's going to have to get uh, catches, and it's just it's going to be a tougher fit. But. The Bears are playing from strength now, whereas I think before they were playing from a little bit of weakness, hoping that a guy who was kind of who had not been as good early as he was early in his career would suddenly blossom in a not so great offense. So, it, it, to, to your point uh, originally, I think just the wide receiver situation gives Ryan Poles a lot of flexibility to see what he's got, and also gives guys a chance to to, uh, to prove um, that 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 they're going to be a better fit and that they're not expected to do more. You're not expecting them to do more than what they actually are. Mark, you mentioned that Ryan Poles spread his wings with this move as a GM, and obviously he's still a rookie at the job. Um, but when you now look at number nine, and we were just talking about Jalen Carter, and you address it in your piece, do you get a sense of how much neck Ryan Poles has? And is he willing to put it out there and take a Jalen Carter at number nine? given the fact that he was going to be 1 or 1A before his legal issues surfaced? Well, I'll be honest. I'm not privy to his his thought process, to be honest, just just based on what we've said in our interactions with him or what we've seen in our interactions with him uh, so far. But uh, I'm not sure how much of a risk taker he is, to tell you the truth. I think he's he's been very staunch about not overpaying. That's why free agency will be interesting, because he's mm-hmm. going to overpay for somebody, and this guy hates – this guy wouldn't overpay uh, – uh, uh, you know, so uh, one of the, the best player on his team in Roquan Smith. So um, uh, I know there's a lot of uh, other factors involved in that, but he literally, you know, that was a guy who, if you're going to overpay somebody, you know, just lock in your best player. He wouldn't, do, he wouldn't do. That's how staunch he's about not overpaying, and now he will. So, um, so now we're going to see uh, just just how bold he will be, not only in 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 overpaying people, but also taking risks and. Let's face it. Uh, just the fact of the matter is, uh, the way it works out, the risk is is much less um, when uh, at number nine for a guy like Jalen Carter, who we really don't know much about uh, his uh, legal issue or his character or how defining that uh, that that moment was, uh, that incident was, and. Uh, I don't know. So I'll be honest, I don't have any expert analysis on that because I don't know exactly. I'd be totally guessing. But my, but I think um, I think at nine, I think he's more likely to take that chance if Jalen Carter uh, is available because uh, if you believe in him, if you believe that he's, you know, that, that he is of good character and that was not a defining moment in his life and, and he's, he's uh, like you said, possibly the best player in this draft. You can read Mark Potash in the Sun-Times. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Mark Potash as well. I saw, Mark, that you tweeted out the parade route for DJ Moore, the Bears' (laughs) acquisition of him. I noticed that you gave us the full route, but you didn't actually include the day and time. So, although I, oh, wait, wait, 
excuse me, time is there, begins at 11, 1030. But when do, what date do we actually have the parade for the DJ Moore acquisition? You know, I don't know. Uh, those things that that thing is uh, never uh, never determined. It's just, uh, but uh, but we the the fact of the matter is we've seen those parades before for other acquisitions. So uh, uh, that's just uh, that that's something that Bears fans just enjoy celebrating these things. So uh, I was just kind of kidding. There. No, of course, of course. But no, it was uh, it was uh, I loved it. It was a great tweet. Uh, I will ask though. Um, you you brought up free agency, and yes, Ryan Poles has indicated time and time again. He wants to maintain flexibility, and I think that's you know another reason why DJ Moore was so appealing is because he knew he was getting a very good player at a very reasonable price based on the wide receiver market, and so perfect to earmark him for $20 million for next year. I'm curious, though, as we get the legal tampering period beginning tomorrow, are there any particular players that you think the Bears would be, you know, would, where they would end up being uh, paid off handsomely if they were, if they were able to land? Well, I'm not an expert on on who, uh, especially with these uh, with um, uh, with this with this particular class, because it's just there, there's no. I don't think there's any even slam dunk. I mean, Orlando Brown uh, Jr., the offensive tackle from the Chiefs, mm-hmm. I think is at the top of a lot of lists. And for what the Bears want, it, relative to what you know, free agency is he he's he has he has flaws himself. He's he's, he's not a sure thing either. He's a better uh, run blocker than a pass protector, and that was with. Uh, that was that was with a, a, an, uh, an escape artist at quarterback, and so you can have some concern there. I think overall, it's still a move you got to make. That's an overpayment you have to make because you also have an escape artist at, at quarterback mm-hmm. uh, um, that you know that can make him better. But but my point is is that there's no there's no uh, sure things. It'll be interesting to see which way they go. Heaviest, like they they can go. Do they go for Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle? Uh, or Hargrave, another defense, a more proven defensive cha- tackle, but older. And then, because the the offensive line uh, uh, help is more, there's better. You can get a better offensive lineman in the draft than you can a defensive lineman where they're picking right now. So that that seems like a, a logical uh, attack is to go defense first, and they know defensive line, but. Um, but who knows? They may. Who knows what their plans are? I mean, they could drop down. They could even move up and and in the draft and and have their sights on somebody else. And they still be could play in the Jalen Carter game. So uh, to me, it's very difficult to tell. But it's definitely offensive line, defensive line. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna hit both heavy uh, uh, in free agency and or the draft. So you think that that we were just talking about it before uh, you joined us that I, I thought it, you know number nine it looked like uh, Ryan Poles would definitely be on the clock when that pick comes up. Do you, you still think there's a possibility of movement up or down? Yeah, I I just because I don't know, uh, I I don't I don't I don't know enough about him to know you know just you know uh, w- you know what his thinking is. I just I just don't put anything uh, uh, past him, and I, and I think also he seems like. Uh, you know he's got he's uh, the one thing I can tell he's interesting he's got really good discipline, um, but uh, is, isn't afraid isn't afraid to be bold when he has to be. So I think I guess my point is if, if he sees an opportunity to get somebody that he has to move up for, even now I think I think he I think he would jump on that. So I, I'm just I'm just allowing for that possibility. I don't think I mean more than likely you know there's a player you can get at nine, you know you can get Peter Skaronsky or or. Uh, Paris Johnson. So, um, 
you know, you can get a, a starting offensive lineman. So I mean, you can stay, you can stay put, but you never know. You, that's the one thing we never know about these drafts: is what what are they really think? Who have they really fallen in love with? I mean, who knew that Pace? I hate to bring it up, but who well, knew that Pace was that much in love with uh, with Trubisky? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you just don't know who their favorite guys are and who they don't like. You know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Poles knows enough about Orlando Brown. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't like him. So we really don't know. Uh, exactly uh, what they're thinking, and Polzak's been pretty good about being, you know, open uh, media-wise. So, um, so, so it's really hard to say what they'll do. I, I'm just leaving open almost any possibility because he seems like the kind of guy who, while he wants to be really disciplined, also wants to take advantage of uh, opportunities that present themselves. And I don't think he'll be—I don't think he'll be afraid to do that. It's a great point, Mark. If they're any—if they are any good at their job, right? We won't know who they truly were or are infatuated with until after the draft concludes. Then everything will obviously be apparent, and will—it will unveil itself that you know. Ryan Pace had a very hank- very bad hankering for Mitch Trubisky. But we shall see the Bears that keep on gi- the gift that keeps on giving this offseason. Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you carving out some time on Sunday morning for us, man. Guys, appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. Mark You're Pop- the best, Mark. Thanks. You okay, can read thanks, Mark, Mark in the Sun-Times, of course, as always, been covering the Bears for a long, long time. Mark joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Up next, I've got a scouting report on DJ Moore and... Just how does the Bears acquiring DJ Moore stack up with some of the other better wide receivers over the past few years? I'll share that with you coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Pulled off the big deal with the Carolina Panthers on Friday afternoon, a little earlier than some expected initially, but he did so in time to give himself the opportunity to have more information about his roster as he heads into free agency, which will begin officially on Wednesday, but the legal tampering period begins tomorrow. And so I imagine we will have plenty of Bears news coming down the pike Uh, Tomorrow afternoon, Brian Hanley, because uh, the Bears, uh, like I said, they've been they've put themselves in a position to be real players. And I expect we will get at least one or two significant signings that we get word uh, of from the Bears tomorrow afternoon, I would expect. Yeah, I mean, look, there are no secrets anymore. And we'll start seeing tweets about who they're talking to, who's visiting who they might be visiting, but usually, you know, you'll see uh, people showing up at Hallis Hall. And again, with $75 million, you have uh, a lot of leeway with which to uh, shop here. So, And honestly, you- it's been a trend, Bri, where I, I think, and I always, I, I, you know, I, I cautiously say this, but I think we're, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we start getting terms of deals by players and teams expected to sign when the league year begins tomorrow. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if we've got a couple players who were basically putting on the Bears roster tomorrow afternoon. I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, no. And, and look, I mean, you just in, in terms of DJ Moore, was he 12th or 13th or 14th in terms of AAV and, and his contract in the mm-hmm. league? So yeah, there are no secrets out there, right? The The Players Association, they like all the numbers being out there so that uh, 
other people know what the market is and 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 what it should be for them if they're if they're free agents and a, their agents love to be the ones putting out the uh, record breaking deals mm-hmm. to attract other clients. So it 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 serves everybody well. And um, again, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, Mark Potter said, and we've talked about. Ryan Poles has been very transparent to this point, and I think it served him well. I, I would love to hear from a Bears fan who doesn't think this was a good move. I've yet to hear that. I've yet to see it. I mean, I don't. It, and that kind of scares me, Mark or, or, or Jeff, when mm-hmm. when everyone's in a unanimous uh, opinion that this was a great move. That always scares me. But is there anyone out there who thinks they should have utilized the number one pick or should have waited and, and jumped, you know, Ryan Poles jumped the gun too soon here and they could have gotten more if he had waited? Uh, is there anyone unhappy or not as sure about this deal as uh, we seem to be? It, it's it's a fair question. And um, I did. There were a few people on Friday. I was on a Friday. Um, we went live on Twitch uh, for the first time sure. where we were Twitch only because we had the Northwestern basketball game on Friday. So we, uh, I took some reaction via Twitch, and most there was a little, not much, but a, and I think it was just the initial reaction. And my assessment was anybody who's disappointed with what Ryan Poles received in return, I think it was, it, it was solely based on the fact that the ability now to mock draft on sites like pro football focus or several others out there which give you the ability to play gm right where you can go ahead and you know propose trades and then you know based on whatever algorithm that they've created they say okay well looks good you know this trade is approved and so everybody all of a sudden believes now that they can play gm better than the actual nfl gm and i think what people saw was especially now on social media people saw oh you can trade back with the Texans and pick up that second pick and grab yourself a second rounder from them. And then, oh, you can go ahead and do the same thing to the Colts and then do it one more time with either the Raiders or the Panthers. And the reality is, theoretically, it may all work based on the draft charts, but practically it doesn't, right? Like, Like Ryan Poles couldn't go make a trade with the Texans. He couldn't hold them for ransom, especially if he wanted to do so before free agency. He couldn't go to the Texans and demand the second pick and the two and basically threaten that then otherwise they won't, wouldn't get their guy because he doesn't know. They they may very well be comfortable with two or three quarterbacks in this draft. And so if he made that call, just because you can pull it off on your pro football-focused mock drafter doesn't mean that Ryan Poles has access to that, right? And so... What he got in return, based on every other deal that's been made in the past, there's it, he's he's done better. It's really the only thing I think people can quibble with is whether or not you deem DJ Moore worth a first round pick because that's what basically Ryan Poles for forwent in favor of having DJ Moore and his contract certainty. He took DJ Moore instead of a 2025 first round pick. And I think he did so because he's also like, I think what this shows me, Bri, is that Ryan Poles understands that while it's great to have so much draft capital available to you, there's also a large bust factor that comes into the draft. And it, I mean, it's higher than 50 percent. 50 percent of players do not live up to where you drafted them. And even the ones who <laughs> Dude, ended- we, all we have to go through is the Bears history of number uh, first round picks. It's I mean, not even it, first round, right? It's yeah. like everywhere. And even the guys you, you would deem like solid players could be disappointing when you look at what you were hoping sure. you were getting. 
Yeah, I mean, look, DJ Moore, you look at his resume, they did their scouting, they stuck to their guns and, and, and insisted he'd be part of this deal, or I guess the deal wasn't going to be made. And at his age, at his uh, uh, contract compensation, mm-hmm. you, you know, cost certainty, and the fact that he had a host of, of mediocre or worse quarterbacks, you know, throwing the ball to him, and he still was able to to shine, and everyone – talk about his character and how he fits in the room and, yep. and all the intangibles. I mean, he and Justin Fields seem to be the, you know, when you check all those boxes, not only the X's and O's, but just, uh, you know, what kind of player and person they are. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you take the certainty and, and trust your scouting to your pro scouts? And if they came back to you and said, this is our guy, then you have to, I, I'm much more comfortable having a proven commodity such as DJ Moore, given what he's been through already down in Carolina, which was not a great situation yet, who's able to put up big numbers numbers for the most part. Matt Bowen, who does a great job breaking down film, Terrific. you see him um, on uh, what's it the uh, the NFL matchup show. You see him breaking down all types of tapes. His scouting reports on DJ Moore. Quote: My notes on DJ Moore: physical, six foot, two hundred ten pound frame, route running detail to uncover on middle-of-the-field concepts, dig, glance, crossers over, uh, late separation, speed, ball, tracking ability at the third level, catch-and-run traits with ball carrier vision. Slippery in the open field can be schemed on screens, fly sweeps to see more offensive touches, formation versatility to play Z, X, and slot, upgrades the Chicago pass game as the number one target for Justin Fields. I mean, Really, no downside there. I mean, if anything, like the only thing that I think would keep people from calling him a top 10 wide receiver in this league is aside from the production, which, again, is still very good. But it's it's just outside of that elite elite range because he's never cracked 1200 total yards. But still, you'll, you know, the Bears will gladly take 1100 yards year after year after year because they don't they can't seem to get that from anybody consistently in the entirety of the franchise. The only thing that I think keeps DJ Moore from being considered a, a top 10 wide receiver is that he's six foot. And right. not six foot five. Exactly. I was going to say if, if he's six three, six four, six five, then you've got the guy. And one thing about Matt Bowen, and uh, I've known Matt for a long time, he is he'll tell you uh, the pros and the cons. Mm-hmm. He's not just he's not doing you know carrying anyone's bucket of water and trying to to make you know scouting reports that to get in favor with anybody. One of the great joys of, of being around this thing uh, and being around Matt is standing on the sidelines at Bourbon A uh, mm-hmm. when the Bears were uh, training down there. And just, you know, listen to him, you know, what what's he looking at? You always learn something from Matt, whether he's breaking down film or he's just having a conversation with him. I mean, no one can package NFL knowledge and make it as easily digestible as Matt Bowen. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I do love uh, hearing from Matt Bowen. He does a great job breaking things down into my favorite Matt Bowen trivia drafted right before Tom Brady. In the in the uh, 198th overall in the 2000 NFL draft, Tom Brady 199. So I, I, <laughs> I learned that. something every day from I, you. I, See, I love that's that. Something. That's like my favorite Matt Bowen trivia piece. I, yeah. Like if I was Matt Bowen, I would be walking around with a sign or a T-shirt that says "Drafted Before Tom Brady." That's what I would be doing if I were Matt Bowen. But he's way <laughs> he's way too humble to do that. Um, all right, so I mentioned that I do want to share with you, Brian, just for the listeners out there, uh, when we get back here, I want to share with you 
what the wide receiver trade compensation has been for no- other number one wide receivers over the last couple of years, and we can compare it to what Ryan Poles was able to accomplish adding DJ Moore in addition to these bevy of picks that we've already talked about. Meller and Hanley taking your calls, 312-332-3776. How do you feel about the big Bears move that they pulled off on Friday and what they're intending to do in free agency? Talking to you until 11 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Jeff Miller, Brian Hanley, talking bears with you on the home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN 1000. So we've talked a lot about this trade that Ryan Poles pulled off. And you know what? Before I give all the information to the folks out there, Bri, about some of the trades and the assets given up for some of the top wide receivers in this league over the last couple of years, I thought it would be interesting for folks to hear one of the NFL bigwigs, Mike Tirico, who had an instant reaction as well that he shared with Sylvie via text on Friday afternoon, probably five minutes after the deal went down. Mike Tirico texted Sylvie, and I'll let Sylvie take it away. I just got a, a text message from Mike Tirico. I'm going to read it. Uh, I don't know if you wanted me to read this on the air or not. I assume. <laughs> does it say do uh, not read on the air? It doesn't say do not read on the air. He said, wow, what a freaking haul. Yeah. And he said, trading with a billionaire who wants to win no is question. awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Just more to add more uh, nightmare fuel for you, Bri, of everybody resoundingly yeah. patting the bears on the back. Well, a buddy of mine uh, just reached out to me, Bill Farley, and said, uh, you know, DJ Moore's uh, yards after the catch is yak, uh, not mm-hmm. stellar. Uh, look, and that goes probably to his size again. He's not he's not elite. But he's certainly right on the outside of that that group, right? Yeah. And and he's still his ceiling. I mean, he's still yes. young enough that you think there's room to improve. And certainly, as bad as the Bears' situation is compared to Carolina, uh, I I have faith that Ryan Poles is going to make the Bears' situation a lot more appealing for the quarterback and the wide receivers once he's done not only this offseason but next offseason. No, there's no doubt about it. And so Ryan Poles adds DJ Moore, who, again, is signed for three years, that extension that he signed for $52.2 million. Again, the bonus, the guaranteed money, the uh, the signing bonus that he hit, the Panthers on the hook for that does not hurt the ca- the Bears in the cap. So that is another uh, nice little coup that he that uh, Poles pulls off. In 23, DJ Moore will count for $20 million against the cap. In 2024, it'll be 16. And then in 2025, 16 as well. So it actually decreases as the years go by, which obviously will help the Bears going forward, assuming that uh, they are adding better players to the roster. Well, this will just make it more palatable in terms of digesting that deal as the years go along. So even if he doesn't get better, if he just ends up being the player that he's been over the last few years and there's no reason to believe that he won't be based on his age and you know where he's been as a player, um, they'll be happy to pay $16 million in 24 and 25 for his services. And then when you compare, so they get DJ Moore. They also get the draft picks that we've already talked about in that deal. If you look at, and again, he's, okay, fine. He's not as good as these players, but again, he's right on the verge. And I think 
playing with Justin Fields, who has the potential to be better than any of the quarterbacks that DJ Moore has had throwing, throwing the football to him, there's an opportunity for DJ Moore to go up a level. If you look what happened last year, we saw three huge trades, four wide receivers. The Dolphins dealt five picks to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill. Five. They gave up a first, a second, two fourths, and a sixth. And oh, by the way, they had to sign Tyreek Hill to a four-year, $120 million deal with $72 million guaranteed. Hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders traded for Devontae Adams. They gave Mm -hmm. up two picks to the Packers, a first and a second rounder. And then, oh, yes, they had to sign Devontae Adams to a $140 million deal for five years, $65 million guaranteed. And then, of course, the one team that everybody wants the Bears to use as a blueprint, the Philadelphia Eagles, dealt two picks to the Titans for A.J. Brown last year. Of course, the first, which was, and they already knew which picks they were giving up. So it was the 18th overall last year, and they also gave up a third, the 101st overall, um, to the Titans. And then they signed A.J. Brown to a four-year, $100 million deal for with 57.2 guaranteed. So there are three significant tra- receiver trades where the teams gave up huge draft assets to get the receivers in return. Ryan Poles is the one getting all the picks back in addition to getting D.J. Moore, who signed to a very team-friendly deal. And you said it earlier in the show. I mean, Carolina wanted to give the the Bears a first-round pick and not D.J. Moore, Mm -hmm. but they were so desperate. uh, Apparently, everyone seems to think they're on the uh, C.J. Stroud bandwagon, but obviously they're going to have their choice of the top four or five quarterbacks. Um, But, you know, in their perfect world, DJ Moore is catching the ball from whomever they're selecting as a quarterback. And I, I mean, you look across the NFL landscape. I mean, I guess the one other name who we'll see he'll probably be moved will be DeAndre Hopkins. And in all likelihood, it will end up being a second round pick for Hopkins, who is probably going to want a contract extension of his own when he does eventually get moved by the Arizona Cardinals. So when you look at the way Ryan Poles played this, I mean, he's very fortunate because the Texans and Lovey Smith, and let's just build a statue right now to Lovey. It might have been <laughs> his most it. significant win for the Bears when the Texans beat the Colts. But um, kudos to Ryan Poles for taking the opportunity and running with it. 312-332-3776 if you want to check in and talk about the Bears' big trade or free agency, which is on the verge of coming down uh, or, uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, with the legal tampering period. Up next, though... Why the Bears might be one step closer to taking the North. We'll tell you next in two short minutes.